So thanks to Steve, my good buddy Steve, uh, the Aussie who told me about Larry Costa. And this week I'm going to talk to Larry. Larry's had a lot of amazing things happen in his life. He's got some incredible abilities, just going back and forth with him on emails. And then he's also involved in a project to find out some answers about people that have been involved with UFOs their whole life. And I know people like that, and I've had UFO interaction a good part of my life and many people around me, so right away. But I'm curious about everything. You know, that's what it is. It's like, so with me this morning is Larry Costa. Now, Larry, where are you you at right now? Actually, right now I'm in Florida near Tampa, which is a very interesting city. Yeah. Well, it's good. not as crazy as Miami. It's still laid back and nice. <laughs> well, good for you. How long have you been down in Florida then? I've been here about two years already from New York. And where did you grow up? I grew up in New Jersey, hmm. in South Jersey. And we left there when I was 14 and we moved to Florida to the West Coast. And then when I was 18, I left and went to New York. And now I'm back. Back down in Florida. So, yeah. As you, throughout your life, you've had, I guess, what some people would call paranormal incidents pretty much your whole life? Yeah, you know, it, it started right at the beginning. And I'm a scaredy cat. <laughs> you know, if I see a ghost or something, you know, I get scared, you know? So, when I was a kid, when I was really small, and I would see ghosts standing around my bed at night, of course, my parents would tell me, you know, it's nothing there it's just in my mind it's my imagination or whatever there's no monsters in the closet but i never saw a monster i saw a ghost Hmm. and they would stand around the bed and they would talk to each other and look at me (laughs) it was so weird (laughs) and i would try to bury my head in the pillow so i wouldn't have to look at them yeah and they're, they're still they still do it they still stand at my bed and look at me and talk do you feel that it's so bizarre? Do you feel that they're doing that, Larry, because they know you can hear them and see them, and they're trying to get a message to you or get your attention, or are they just aware that you're there? They're just aware that I'm here. Sometimes they'll talk to me. Sometimes they'll do something to get my attention. They're not always the same ghosts mm-hmm. or spirits or people or whatever you want to call them, you know. But when I was a kid. They would just stand around and they would just talk about the future things and like as if people that were alive that would be standing around my bed talking to each other. Do you think that they were aware? Do you think they were aware that they were dead? Yes, I I do have that feeling. Hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But I also had the feeling that I knew them before I was born, if that makes any sense. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely, because I kind of like sort of like yes. Go ahead. I was just going to say I kind of have a theory that you know people think that well a ghost is still left behind by a human being. You know we we don't move on, but I really think we do, and it's just a piece of us that you know our whole essence really is not even here to begin with. Some people will say so that this this piece of us is kind of left behind, like a fragment, but not it's maybe not fully us. How do you feel about these beings that are left behind? You know, that's a, that's a very, very good question because some people might think that they're here because they have to accomplish something or learn something before they could move on. I don't feel that. I feel that perhaps 
if people believe in the Bible and things like that. Things are said that a spirit can be in many places at the same time. Mm. Interesting. So possibly, yeah, so possibly what's here, what we can see, is just a part of whatever that being is. And the other parts of that being is somewhere else doing something else. Yeah. Who knows? That makes a lot of sense, doesn't it? But the weird thing is, yeah, and the weird thing is, and I'm always questioning this, when we're alive, we don't know for true what's on the other side, where we go, where it is, or what it is, or how it is. And the funny thing is, all these ghosts that talk to us never tell us. (laughs) Why don't they tell us? Right? Why don't they tell well, do we, do we, do we ask? Do we even ask them? I mean, do we ask them? I, mean, I do. I ask them all the time. I never get a question, an answer. Oh. Never get an answer. Do, do you talk to them and, and get other answers? Do you communicate with them? I do. I do. I communicate with them many different ways. Hmm. Um, one way is just like conversation, and I'll hear them speaking to me in my left ear, just like behind my left ear. I could hear them more, the most clear in that area. Interesting. But recently something happened that's very, very interesting. I'm a a singer and I record at home. I have a home studio. And my mother passed away two years ago. And I downloaded a phone app. I know they're, they're for entertainment purposes. But, you know, if a spirit can be here, then a spirit can manipulate anything and communicate to us through that. So this app, I had it on for fun just to see what was happening. And I said, okay, if there's anyone here, let me know who's here. And the app sends out these frequencies and it picks up something and then it prints out words for us to read. Hmm. So when I asked that question, the first word that I saw was Carol, which is my mother's name. Wow. Very interesting. Now, I had just downloaded that app not two minutes before. Then I was like, hmm, okay. If you're my mother, how do I know? What can you tell me about my life or what's going on? How can you tell me something? And then a few more words came up. And it said, my mother can hear you record. I was like, hmm, my mother can hear you record. And I was like, that's interesting. Okay, I'm recording all the time here. So why are you saying my mother? Yeah. Then another, then another word came up, and the word was Angelina, which was my mother's mother. Uh-huh. <laughs> so she was saying, my mother can hear you record. So she was telling me grandma could hear me. How about that? (laughs) That's pretty cool, man. (laughs) That's amazing. And then I questioned, is it me that's bringing that energy here? Because wherever I go, there's always ghosts. You know? Yeah. So is it me? Or is it the house? Is it where the house is situated? And what do you think? What do you think the answer is to that? I, I kind of think it's me. I think mm-hmm. that somehow or another, because I'm open to it, right. that I attract that energy, you know? And then some people say, oh, well, the phone app, you know, it, it, it knows how to find your personal information. 
you know what? They don't know that. They don't know my grandmother's name and that I'm recording. <laughs> they don't know. I was know on, they don't know I was on the toilet this morning. Come on, how do they know this? <laughs> right. I just couldn't believe it. So I saved screen captures of those messages, which was it's nice to have. I don't know a lot of people that have messages from wherever my mother right. is. Right. You know, you the know, thing I is, that's pretty nice. I look at it like the movie Ghosts. Now, granted, it's a movie, but there's a part uh-huh. where Rita May truly starts to see spirits and the spirits start lining up out her door because many of them want to get a message through or they just want somebody to hear them or they once they know you can hear them, they're going to come around. That doesn't apply to all of them, yeah. but I think that's the case with a lot of them. And so... Mm-hmm. You know, I've worked with a lot of psychics over the years, and, and, and I've had my own ghost experiences, too. So I just, that's the way I see it, is like the more you can view it or, or connect with it, the more it's going to happen. And they're almost like drawn mm-hmm. to it. They're almost like drawn to it. Exactly. I saw a ghost the other day, and she scared the hell out of me. Let me tell you, I see them very differently all the time. Most of the time, I see them like a pencil outline of a person with like a smoky fill inside. Hmm. But this, and I also see like bits and parts of a ghost, like maybe I'll see an arm or a leg or a head or something like that. But this woman scared the hell out of me. She came walking towards me like a beeline, like she was going to, I don't know what she was going to do. Like she was very determined to get right in front of me. And her face was just blank. She had her face, but there was no expression. There was no emotion whatsoever. And the way she was walking towards me, it was almost like she was floating, but I knew she was taking steps. And she had perfect haircut. (laughs) I mean, I saw her like she was just a person in my house, uninvited coming in. Hmm. It was so disturbing. It was very disturbing. And her, I'll never forget until the day I'm dead. Mm-hmm. It's funny you've had. It's funny you've had all these experiences, Larry, and yet you're still freaked out by them. It's like I know. I'm still afraid. I'm a scaredy cat. <laughs> so, what other things have you experienced in your life that uh, maybe most of us would not experience? What are some of the other, whether you want to call them gifts or things that have happened? Well, you know, I had a house in New Jersey up in the mountains, overlooking a lake. It was really nice and peaceful there. And this house was old. It was built in the 40s. And the first murder in that town took place in that, in that house. And I didn't know about this until it's later. It actually moved, but he was shot in the bed by his wife while he was sleeping. Hmm. Well, every once in a while when I was going to bed, I would hear somebody snoring. I was like, oh, Christ, what is that now? Well, I just keep ignoring it, ignoring it. I always sleep with the lights on. You know, it gets to be like that. Really? Yeah, yeah. And then I I had this woman come over. She was uh, helping me with my house and doing some housekeeping. And she was a bit psychic. And she was upstairs in the bedroom. And when she came down, she said, Larry, she said, this is going to sound weird, but Somebody snoring upstairs. <laughs> she heard him too. <laughs> uh, Isn't that crazy? Yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yep. and I was visiting her once. She was in Pennsylvania, and uh, I was taking a nap in the afternoon, 
and there were these two women there. One was named Gladys. I don't remember the, the other woman's name, but they were talking back and forth to each other about me. Look at him just laying there. I mean, they were just bitching, <laughs> moaning, and complaining the whole time. Wow. It was crazy. Wow. Yeah. She's outside in the yard, and he's laying here sleeping. It was <laughs> I couldn't believe it. So I was talking to this one. This was like three years ago, and I was talking to this, this friend of mine last week, and she told me about it. She said, listen, um, that house, there was like these two ghosts. This one woman was Gladys, and they were just bitching and moaning and blah, 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 blah. So she heard them there as well. So she's gifted and she doesn't, you know, really acknowledge it because she, you know, it's weird. But a lot of psychic people are drawn together. Have you ever noticed that? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I went to a meeting once in New York, uh, a group of psychics. We were like sitting in a circle and the guy was was heading the, the meeting or whatever. And I saw something. I saw a purple orb fly past me and it kind of bounced twice, skipped a beat and then went into his body. When it went into his body, I saw the, a face take over his face. And it was like that woman that was here the other night with no expression. And mm. it was, but that one was more peaceful. The other one that was here, I had an eerie feeling about her. But the one that went over the face of my friend was very peaceful, like an angel, very angelic. Really? And I was looking at him, and he said, did you just see something? I said, yeah. He goes, was it a purple orb? And it skipped a beat. I was like, yeah. And then I said to him, but do you know what happened after that? And he had no clue because he couldn't see himself. Mm. So I told, I told him what happened. <laughs> he said, no wonder I didn't see it. I don't have a mirror here. Yeah. You know? So how, how often does that happen to me? And I don't even know it. Yeah, you wonder. You wonder what is. Uh, of course, you would, you would think also that you'd feel it, though. You would feel something if it's, if it's kind of connected to you. You'd be able to sense that maybe, you know, maybe our mood changes or what's affecting us sometimes is really something else that's around us that we're not aware of. Mm -hmm. you know? mm -hmm. And whether you want to well, call I it good or bad. Go ahead. It, you never know. I had a ghost who used to pull my ear all the time. Stand behind me when I was working and pull my ear, which is weird. Was that and I the, would feel it. Was that the ghost of like a third grade teacher maybe? or <laughs> it, was a, it was a man, I know that, but I don't know who he was. I have no clue. No clue. Did and also in that house, yeah. I was going to say, did you go to a Catholic school when you were younger or anything like that? Or no, I did go to a Catholic school. I did. So maybe yeah. it was one of the nuns. But now it, you know, no, it was a man. I know it was a man. Oh, okay. Yeah. There, I get a different energy feeling if it's a man or a woman. I do. I Interesting. Do. And, uh, yeah, in that house in New Jersey, I had some uh, um, investigators come, ghost investigators, paranormal investigators, and they had all the equipment with the video and, and everything. And because I kept seeing ghosts like there was no tomorrow. There was like 20 of them in that house. And every day there was more and more and more. So they brought all the equipment and they set it up. And we're looking at it together. And we start hearing voices. But we're not hearing hello. Right? We're not hearing that. We're not hearing ooh. Here's what we heard. We heard a woman. And she said, 
They know we're here. Then we heard a man, and he said, let's go get lost in the dark. <laughs> yeah. Then we hear a man run down the stairs, and he yells at us. And he said, now, this makes no sense, but he goes, who the hell's dancing in here? Isn't that weird? Yeah. And then they all started to come. Then the old lady standing in front of the stove stirring the pot of gravy that's not there anymore. <laughs> Do you know, it's really, really bizarre. Hmm. Then, on video, we caught a shadow man walk down the stairs and out the side door. And it's distinctively a shadow man hmm. walking. Yep. Do you feel yep. that that's any different than... than the what people term a ghost? Do you think there's a difference between the shadow people? I do. I do. I really do. I don't think their, their energy is, is good. I think the shadow people energy is kind of bad. I think they suck energy out of us. Hmm. I do. I do. Have you heard of shadow people? Yeah. Yep. I've heard people talk yeah. about them. I've heard of it. And I, I believe that I may kind of see it similar to the, the way you do. I think, you know, everybody, we're all here because we came from a creator and we chose to live in a physical life and because uh, we're not physical beings. And so we have energy and our energy is left in many different places in this, in this world and many different levels of consciousness. And so there are those when they come here that maybe get more lost than others, although nobody truly is lost. I think our highest self is always connected to source but there's could be pieces of us that will want to stay and move away from light. And so there's always that opportunity to move back towards love or light or whatever you want to call it. And so really the ones that are, I think that are, if you want to call them lost or in darkness or whatever, they're just merely, they're playing their game. And I think everybody sooner or later will, when they choose to, at some point, some pe people believe right now the earth is going through this transition to uh, move back towards more love and light. And so, you know, the sooner or later we're going to go, okay, I guess I'm done with that now. And even if you are yeah. in the darkness, you're serving a purpose because there are those that want to experience that. So that's kind of how I see the old, right. overview of all of it. Well, here's something that's very interesting because what I've been talking about are mainly people forms, right? I saw this other thing years ago. I was with a friend of mine and we were in my office in New York and we were sitting there and I had fabric on the walls and there was a door behind this fabric that went nowhere. So we just put the fabric over it, you know, for decoration purposes. And anyway, we were sitting there talking and the room was, you know, dimly lit. And something flew through the door above our heads between us. And we were facing each other in the chairs. And this thing did not look like a human at all. It was flying, first of all, and it was black. And it was like, as if, you know, like when a cloud, pieces of the cloud are coming off the sides of it as it moves hmm. and disappears. Mm -hmm. That's what this thing was. And it had no head, no body to it. However, the part of the front of it 
kind of it turned and looked at me as it was hovering, and then it turned and looked at him as if it was taking an inventory of us. Hmm. And then it looked forward and flew out the door. I've never seen anything like that in my life. Hmm. Never. Mm-mm. Did you I've feel it never, was? And the funny thing is, he saw it as well, and he's not a psychic. Or about everybody. He saw it too. Everybody's probably a little bit psychic, right? Everybody's a little psychic, yeah. And you know what's really weird? I never tell anyone what I've seen or I did see something until they tell me because I want to make sure that they saw it and right. they're not just agreeing with me. Right. <laughs> so do you, feel like, you know? do you feel like that was something that was a darker presence? I, I felt like that was either a security guard feeling. It was somebody in a, or something in authority, the way it looked at us. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was, it was definitely, it was taking, it's like it was looking for someone and was trying to find out if we were that person. Interesting. That's what it felt like. Hmm. Very interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So are you afraid yeah. of, now that you've had all these experiences, are you afraid of death? To, I mean, do, are you at peace with all that? Well, I know that there's something after this life that we have. But because our brains are programmed to fear death, I fear it. Mm. Interesting. For two reasons. Two reasons. The first reason is if I die and there is no heaven or whatever or another place or another realm or whatever it is, if it's not there and I just cease to exist, then what purpose is this life? <laughs> Right? right? What purpose? Right. If I'm dead, I won't know that I was alive, and I won't even know that I don't know that I was alive, because I'll be dead. But if I do go somewhere, I don't want to be a black thing flying through a wall <laughs> looking at people taking inventory. <laughs> so Sorry. that scares me. I understand. Yeah. Yeah. Most but then people... again... Go ahead. Mm-hmm. Then again, there's the energy beings that remain in a certain spot. Sort of like I'm, I'm producing a TV show now. It's called Paranormal is Normal. It's going to be on Amazon Prime. And I have a host of the show. Her name is Connie Kay, and she's a psychic, and she does investigations. And we went to a theater in town that has been haunted for decades. And it was so haunted that they had to stop people from going to look for ghosts. They stopped it. But they allowed us to film there for the show. And we were up in the balcony, and I saw this woman. And she was standing there in a wedding dress holding a bouquet of flowers. I didn't say anything because it's Connie. She's the host. She's the psychic of the show. Let's see what she's going to do. Well, you know what? Two minutes after I saw this woman, she said to me, I see a woman. <laughs> She's in a long flowing gown wear, holding a bouquet of flowers. I'm like, yep, okay, we're good to go. <laughs> so the funny thing is, is that the dress was still there. The dress that this woman was wearing was in the dressing room. They have like, not dressing room, in the wardrobe department. Interesting. They have the wardrobe from all of the shows from the 1920s up till now. 
Yeah, and we got all that on footage. And we're going through. We found the dress. I found the picture of the woman afterwards in uh, publicity photos from the time that she did this thing in the 20s. It's really amazing how everything comes together, you know. But then again, I'm a manifester. I manifest everything. So if I'm going to someplace and I want to see a ghost, I'm going to find one. I'll see one. They will come there. They'll feel my energy and they'll show up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's happening. So you, you... is that woman, is she there because she was an actress? Well, she was the actress. But is that why she's there? Because she loved it so much? I don't think so. I think it's a piece of her memory that still floats around there or something like that. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, you know, you can look into these things so deep. You really can and come up with your own conclusions. You know, you know what? Because nobody knows for sure. It could be a combination of things, too. It could be some that are stuck or just don't want to move on. I think part of it possibly could be that. But I also believe a lot of the sightings, because there's so much of it, it's everywhere. I think a lot of it is just mm-hmm. a piece of us that we leave behind that can actually interact. You know, I believe we have several levels of consciousness. So we leave a piece of ourselves on every level. The more we drop down, the more there's some piece of consciousness existing in all these different levels. And so it's literally able to communicate with us. And that's what I think most of the activity is that goes on. But there still could be some, maybe, that said, I'm not leaving. Here's a good example. Um, and maybe this is completely wrong, but I think it's a funny story. A friend of mine who's very psychic as well, he's a Native American guy, and he tells me when he was a kid, he would go, uh, they'd get on the bus, and, and they noticed that this one kid that rode the bus, him and his sister, uh, the house was only half finished, and they wouldn't finish the whole thing. They were working on the outside of the house, and he said, he said to the boy, what, how come you don't finish your house? And the boy said nothing. And the girl who was younger, I mean, they were like elementary age kids. He, she said, that's because uh-huh. the ghost won't let us. And he said, what do you mean the ghost won't let us? Every time we do something, he gets angry. So it's like he's still living there. So years pass by, and my friend goes, he's now in his 20s. And he decides to go back to see if this ghost is there. And he goes on the side of the house that nobody lives in. And he taps on the window. And this face shows up in the window and scares the hell out of him. And he's backpedaling and he's falling on the ground and he's rolling around. And this woman, and then there's all this banging. And this woman comes running out and she lives on the other side and said, What'd you do that for? Now you upset him. Way to go. I got to live with this. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. So, so he's still there. So is he still hanging around? I think so, possibly. And, and we can leave when we want. And then again, you know, does that mean with every spirit? No. I don't, I, there's too much spirit activity. It goes on in every building, really, I think. You know, if people have really yeah. looked into it, especially any building that's been around for any length of time. I mean, it's just they're everywhere, these beings. Everywhere. Everywhere. So everywhere you, you look. You have uh, had these abilities at a very young age, and now you also are producing a show called Paranormal is Normal. Now, is this the UFO show as well? No, that's actually different um, because that presented itself to me after this show started. Now, because it's too important to just do an episode 
So I'm going to do a total documentary on it, a, a full-length feature documentary on this photo that I have that has a UFO in it. And the funny thing is I had the photo uh, since 2017, and I didn't look at it until now. Mm. I mean, I knew there was something there. I remember seeing it, but I didn't investigate it until now. And when I did, I was totally in shock. So, you know, I was at my father's farm and I snapped a photo of a cow in the field. And in the photo was a UFO. Mm. But it's not just a UFO. And it's not blurry either. It's so crisp. It's so clear that when you zoom in, you know, all the way, and, and you have to have these programs on your computer that allow you to blow it up big and big and bigger uh, without losing resolution so you can see what's there, you know? Right. And um, this photo with this UFO, there's such detail. It's amazing. There's no other photo like this I've ever heard of on the planet. Yeah. It's pretty amazing. I could zoom in. It's it's out of this world, <laughs> literally. You know, um, there's artwork on it. This thing is huge. It's like the size of a city. And there's statues. There's staircases. There's landing pads on this thing for other flying vehicles. And there's flying vehicles on the land out of something that looks like it's metal but then again everything is so ornate and it looks to me not as an expert but as somebody who sees tv and sees the history channel it looks to me like something from a few thousand years ago and that does resemble pyramids in um Peru. The, the mayans the mayans I don't follow all the stuff. I just, it's a part of me. It's, I don't seek the information. It's just what I happen to know. You know what I'm saying? It's, right. It's not your first. It's just so bizarre. Mm -hmm. Not your first choice of what you follow. You don't have as much of an interest in that. You have more of an interest in the paranormal ghost activity. Is that where your interest lies there? Yeah, the interests are there, you know, because, because I've had that forever, you know, and it's a part of my body somehow. You know, but UFO stuff, I never really got into it. But here's the really funny part. The shape of my UFO is like an egg, an egg shape, okay? The stuff flying off of it, debris that's just floating around and never leaves the area of this craft or whatever it is. Kind of interesting, right? Mm -hmm. Well, here's what's more interesting. In 1972... My father was driving home from work. He told me this just two weeks ago after I was telling him about this picture, right? Mm -hmm. And I told I didn't tell him what it looked like. But he was telling me his story. He said, oh, really? Well, I saw UFO once. I said, really? Well, what did it look like? Tell me about it. He said, yeah, I was driving home on the New Jersey Turnpike, and this UFO was in the sky, and all the cars pulled over. We all got out, and we were looking at it. And then it went away. I said, what, what shape was it? He said, it looked like an egg. Hmm. He's like, interesting. Hmm. 
So then I did my research on the internet and I found out that this egg shaped UFO does exist. People see it. However, it's a very rare occasion that people actually see this specific UFO shape. And there was something called something something blue book that used to document UFO sightings back in the day. Mm-hmm. And there was like something from the fifties. Right. And they had a photograph of it. Egg shape. Of yeah. an egg shaped UFO. Right. Now here's what's really interesting because I saw that photo <clears throat> online. That photo has what appears to be debris flying around it. Right? Mm-hmm. Now if you zoom in, there's particular shapes. And when you zoom into mine, there's particular shapes. And you know what they are? They are pieces and fragments of decorations and statues that are adorned around this spaceship. Hmm. Through the centuries, I'm thinking, through the centuries, it's starting to deteriorate. Because it's, now it's like a ghost ship. There's like nothing on it. You know, no, I don't see any people, people. But that's another story because there are birds on it. <clears throat> Excuse me, my, my voice is going. There are birds on this thing. Anyway, the loading debris is really bizarre because there's one item in particular that I keep seeing over and over again. And it's sort of like a shape of a pig. And it has this white thing coming out of its mouth like a straw hmm. and it just floats around and i've seen about 10 of them already in different locations around this ufo very very interesting i don't know what it was or what it was used for but that particular thing looks like it's made out of metal the other stuff looks like it's i don't know what it's made out of it's kind of like a white material but then the other flying craft that's on the landing pad is definitely made out of metal. And it's huge and it's long and cylinder. Now the front of it, like where the cockpit would be, is uh, has a face of uh, like an, an ancient bird that you would see like on the hieroglyphs. On the okay, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Which is really interesting. Excuse me. And... Um, that scared me a lot because, as we mentioned earlier, um, I had some sort of memory of being on a spaceship. And the funny thing is, it was in a very long, narrow spaceship. A long tube. And I was inside, and my friend that I went to high school with was there with me. Yeah. We didn't look exactly the same. Her hair was different. Her clothes were different, etc. But here's the very weird part. We were inside, and there was like bench seating along the sides and little windows. And I remember we were walking. We sat down on the seat. We were looking out the window, and you know what we saw? About 10 other long ships flying like we were coming into a hub. Ah. I remember it like it was yesterday. And 
I never thought UFOs would be like that until I saw this picture, until I saw this thing on it. So I mean, it's there. It's do you think that, one, it could be astral projecting, but you're with somebody else that, that you know is this person, but they don't look quite like themselves. What about like a past life memory? Is that something you could be? Oh, yeah, I do believe in that. I do believe in that. Mm -hmm. I do. Because, listen, if there's supposed to be a soul, right, right, why wouldn't it go into bodies again? Because if a soul doesn't die or the spirit doesn't die, why would it just float around? <laughs> it would go to another body. Maybe. I would. Or there's other right. adventures out there that you can do, go on to. It does not necessarily always in a body, but you could go That's true. and take your little glob of energy <laughs> and go to some other universe. That's right. So that's the way I look that's at it, right. is that we can have a choice to become physical or we can... But let's just say that it is a past life memory, because I have pretty vivid ones of two recent lifetimes, uh, one being the Civil War, which I clearly remember some things, and also one being Native mm -hmm. American from the 1700s. So perhaps that might explain why you have this memory of this race. They say a lot of people are being born now to bring an awareness to the planet. And some of these people have been star people. And I'm sure if you've lived in many different lifetimes, we've been aliens, you know, and not always here on Earth. So do you think there's any possibility that some of that might be going on? You know, there is a possibility of that. There is. There has to be. Because if we could think it, that means it could exist. Yeah. Why not? And if we, no. if if there, if we're coming into a time, I believe we're coming into this time. It's already here, of a greater awareness. I think the ancient mm -hmm. philosophies were talking about not the end of times, but the end of the calendar, which meant the beginning of a new age. And I think it's a na mm -hmm. a, an age of awareness, the age of Aquarius, the age of enlightenment, whatever you want to call it. And so we're mm -hmm. seeing great changes going on around us and this is all part of us waking up and yeah so what you're seeing maybe with this i think the i think the beings from other worlds are involved in this as well so maybe that's why you happen to catch yeah i think there's other worlds there has to be and i'm going to tell you this something it's so weird this uh photograph that i have right is from september hold on September 23rd, 24th, hold on, September 24th, 2017. Now, when I put that date in, okay, September 23rd, 2017. Now, this is all happening now in, two, 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 where, what year is this? 2020, <laughs> 2020. right? Right, 2020. So, I put in to see if anyone else saw this UFO. I did this last week, right? And you know what comes up when you put that date into the computer? Hmm. The what? Revelation 12 sign prophecy is an apocalyptic belief that an astronomical alignment on September 23rd, 2017, fulfilled the first two verses of Revelation 12. Um, someone is going to see something in the sky a sign in the sky hmm. on that day. Everything on the, on the internet, if you put in that date, 
September 23rd, 2017. That's all that comes up. Someone, could be me, could be someone else, who knows, is going to see a sign in the sky. What other sign could anyone else see in the planet Earth looking in the sky other than a UFO? And I saw one. There it is. <laughs> right. How, how do you explain that? I don't. I don't get it. Right, exactly. Who sent the sign? Who knew it was going to happen? Is all of this already a memory? Some would Do we say, already know it? Some would say that yes, because there are those that believe, and I'm, you know, I'm open to this possibility that the past, the future, and the present are all playing out at the same time. But there's mm -hmm. no, there's no guarantee that the future is going to be what some have predicted because we have the ability to alter that. So there's many, 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 many different variations playing out. There's many versions right. of you, Larry, right now, playing out this exact moment completely different. One gets up completely where you... Different. There's one where you get off the phone, you drive up here, and you gun me down. I, I don't like that version so much. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, you know what? I wrote I wrote books. I, I I'm an author, and I, um, I write self help books mm -hmm. because I like for people to to have some tools so that they can look within themselves. Right. And in one of these books, it's called Reversing the Invisible Person Complex. It's how to take control of your life. But it's not like you know, get up and say to yourself, "You're great. You're wonderful." It's none of that. This book teaches people how to look within and change their past. Wow. To, to reflect their present and make their present better. So if you're holding on to baggage because like, you know, let's say, you know, the, the Catholic school and the nuns, you know, hit you on the hands all the time. So now you, you, you're always afraid, you know, something. But if you imagine it in your head that the scenario was different and you believe it, that that is the truth, not what did happen because it, it's in the past. Nobody remembers it. Nobody knows it except for you. So if you're the only person that remembers that particular thing, you can change it. Mm. Why not? Why not? Keep and telling yourself, that didn't happen. This did. And before you know it, you believe it. And then your whole life changes. Your whole life. Mm -hmm. yep. I started to do that in my 20s because I, you know, I had a rough childhood growing up. You know, and um, so I had to change some things. I didn't want those memories anymore. I needed different memories. So I changed my memories in my mind and it worked. And I gained all the success and everything I wanted in life started to become mine. Hmm. Mm -hmm. That's cool. Yeah. That's yeah. Really well, that's just... part of the manifest. And then, yeah. Pretty interesting. We, how... get, we have to reprogram ourselves in a way you're saying because we get, we get to, well, not only our beliefs, but what our parents taught us and maybe even generations before that that there's cellular memory in our bodies i think this is why people get disease it's not from well it's passed down through your genes it's no it's it's cellular memory that we pass on to the everybody that becomes an offspring and it's this the cells have intelligence so they're going, well, your yeah. father your father was an alcoholic and so was your grandfather are you going to be one you really want to drink don't you and you go no i'm here to break that 
I'm here to break that cellular right. memory this time around, and I'm going to say no. I have no desire. And this right. would explain maybe why some people are so driven to go do things, and the rest of us think, well, why would they do that? And part of it could be whatever they chose in this lifetime that they wanted to experience. We don't always see what we think are bad things as a good experience, but I, I think they are. It's all part of what we use to grow, if you will, to become ex- more expanded. What they th- go ahead. That's right, because it's also what they think is right of what is expected of them. Mm. Okay. Now here's an example, and this is just really bizarre. I remember everything. When I say everything, I mean everything. I was a baby. I had to be maybe one or two. And I was walking, it was Easter, and I was walking with my father down the sidewalk, and I was holding a balloon. And I was looking at this balloon, and I knew that they were taking, you know, the, the Super 8 video, whatever, you know, the film, home video. And <clears throat> I remember looking at the balloon, and then I looked at him, and I said to myself, okay, I'm supposed to be jumping up and down and happy that I have this balloon, you know, because I didn't feel happy having the balloon. I just knew that that's what was expected of me. Mm. So I jumped up and down, and I was happy for the, that I had a balloon. But the weird thing is, is that I remember that so clearly that I only reacted because I thought it was expected. <laughs> Why would I think it's expected when I'm one or two years old? I shouldn't be thinking anything. I should be happy that I have a balloon. (laughs) Does that make sense? It does. Unless we're much more than what we realize, even at one or two, that we have this divine wisdom with us at all times. And Mm -hmm. it's not that we're these infants when we come in the body. Our brains aren't developed, but our soul has been around for maybe millions or since the beginning. So... We're not these unintelligent beings. We're fully aware. We're just in a body that can't express it and a brain that hasn't developed yet. So that's where I kind of look at it, that we're immediately these amazing, wise beings. We're just trapped like animals. Animals, too, right? Mm -hmm. They are incredibly Mm -hmm. wise beings, but you will look at the limitation in their physical bodies, and yet they seem to be Mm -hmm. more psychic than most human beings. They can sense yeah. things before. They can smell disease. Well, it not only just smell it, but they I think they sense it. They can sense our moods yeah. and will react accordingly. How many times have you heard like a cat will jump on somebody's lat that doesn't like cats? This happens to me all the time. Mm-hmm. I, I love cats. They don't jump on me. They jump on my wife's lap. Not that she hates them. She just, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Huh? And yeah, s- and so I see the same thing with dogs, and they want to bring their love to people, and that's what the universe is to me. It's love, and that it's always there's always things trying to bring us back to it, uh, push us in that direction. Mm-hmm. So when you have no, this, I, I, go uh, ahead. Uh, animal ghosts all the time, spirits, animal spirits or ghosts, whatever they are, I see them all the time, all the time. In New York, once I was, I, I had an apartment like on the tenth floor or something, and there was. Um, the dog spirit came through the wall, ran across the room in front of me, down the hallway, and out the door. And it was like a government pincher. And I was like, hmm, interesting. Then about a week goes by, and I saw this woman. She came knocking on the door to tell us that 
Um, she had furniture for sale in the apartment next door because it was her father's place, and he died, and the dog with him. The dog, the dog was a government um, furniture, and they both died in the apartment because the grass was on in the snow. Oh, wow. How about that? Yeah. And, and I know. Interesting, isn't it? Yes, sir. I mean, uh, I've had those experiences as well, and many people I, I've talked to have had those kind of experiences. And I do truly believe that, you know, there's intelligence in everything. There has to be in trees or even objects like rocks. Something is holding that together. So, you know, Native Americans will tell you if you want to gain wisdom, go talk to a rock. It's been around for millions of years. And I think, yeah, that makes absolute sense because... It's witnessed all these things, and it's not, it's there for a reason. And I think there's divine intelligence in everything, spread out in everything. Some of it just but doesn't matter. I'm sorry, but then the question is why don't we know more humans? If we're here for a purpose, for a reason, whatever, why is it all such a, you know, a mystery? Why don't we know more? Why don't we understand that we're here for a purpose and make that? happen make whatever that purpose is happen why don't we do that you know and why do we eat each other why do we eat animals if they are spirits like we're spirits Mm -hmm. why do we eat them and kill them they're not here just to be food for us right i don't get it there's so many questions but i have to find it all out before i do die (laughs) so at least i have to write another book (laughs) and i would just answer your question as uh, as what I've, you know, come to my own belief, you know, dealing with my own parents that have crossed over and came back to visit. Um, and I just believe that we are here by choice. We are given this freedom. We were created by a being that is love, energy. And it allowed us to just go and experience everything we want to experience. And so one of the great things of coming here is that we don't remember who we are. And this is by design. And the reason we do this, because we're always looking for adventures, and the great adventure is to eventually remember who and what we truly are. And we are unlimited beings. And we've had some people show up throughout our history that tried to tell us that. But instead, we create a religion around them, or we worship them. And they just said, hey, you know, what I can do, you guys can do too, if you truly believe it. Like you said, you mm. changed and manifest things because you believed it. And that's the power, not so much of faith, but of believing is what we create. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so to me, yep. at least it's an explanation why I'm here. Because like you, I'm going, what the hell am I doing here? Why am I interested in all these yeah. things? And so right. to me, it answers that, This is a choice. This is just one place we go to experience the lack of, uh, if you want to call it God or source. And it's by, we want to know, the goal was to know what God is. Well, you don't know what something is until you don't know what, what the opposite is. How often in your life have you experienced something that was just the opposite? So then when you would know what you truly wanted and you would recognize it when you saw it, so the mm-hmm. example being light and darkness, for example. You wouldn't know what light is if you didn't have darkness. You wouldn't know what hate right. is 
You wouldn't know what love is if you didn't experience hate. And so all these different things. I don't know if that's the answer, but for me, that's where I'm at right now, at least. Yeah. That makes sense. It makes total sense. Total sense. Well, I hope it helps you sleep better, Larry, and you can go, you know what? I'm good. I'm good with dying. That's not a big deal. These spirits, they're just hanging around, some of them. Um, Yeah. Well, but you know, when when we talk about dying and, and all of that, a lot of people have the same beliefs or visions or things like that. So it's a collective thought pattern or something. So why do this? Why do so many people have the same thought pattern? That means we're connected somehow, mm-hmm. you know. Exactly. And and, and as an as an example, Connie Kay, the the, the girl that's uh, hosting Paranormal is Normal. We were talking the other day. And she told me about a vision she had with her father in it, and they were somewhere, and they were watching a NASCAR-type race, but it was in the sky, blah, 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 blah. And I said to her, really? So you saw something that was an entertainment purpose in the sky, in this realm where you were, in the dimension? She said, yeah. I said to her, Connie, I had that same vision like 10 years ago. Hmm. How did I have that vision 10 years ago with a person with me in that realm that I hardly even know? And then 10 years later, she told me that she had that same vision. How does that happen? Hmm. How do we know how it happens? (laughs) I don't know. It's all one big clue to me and one big mystery to me, you know. But the one thing that stays permanent is that it's all the same. She sees it, I see it, someone else sees it decades apart, which means it exists somewhere mm-hmm. all the time. Absolutely. It's somewhere. There are so many unanswered questions, and we will never know the answers. We won't until we're dead. I think that's when we get all the information, when we're dead. Mm-hmm. It all comes flooding in. You know, when people are dying in hospitals or whatever, and they're like, oh, there's my mother, there's my great aunt. Yeah, yeah. They go, they go there. Why would so many people say that if it wasn't true? Absolutely. If one person says, hey, I see, the, I see a big ice cream cone in the corner. Well, that I would question. <laughs> but nobody's saying they see an ice cream cone. They're saying they're seeing their grandma or whatever. Their loved ones. <laughs> yeah, a lot of times they're seeing their loved ones. Uh, and it's like a lot of them, a lot of them have that moment of clarity just before they could be like in a coma. My father did that. And then they come out of it and they have a moment of clarity where they can actually talk to you and make sense. And then the, the next mm-hmm. moment they're just speaking gibberish. So, yeah, uh, I think it's, it's like a gift it's that's a given to us. And so we are, have this ability to, we're always met when we get ready to cross over, there's been several books written about it. There's been research about it, but uh, really one of the most fascinating ones I thought was called life between life. And it was a doctor from Toronto who would take his patients back and regress them. He thought, you know, like a lot of psychologists, if you hypnotize and regress people to their early childhood, that's where all your trauma comes from. And he was not Mm -hmm. able to cure people by doing that. He cured some people. But then he thought, well, I'm going to take them back further. And some of them 
started to describe what they were doing between lifetimes. And he did that with Mm -hmm. 100 patients. And they all had a similar experience going to the light, being met by loved ones, planning their next lifetime, sitting down with the one to three beings that would tell them, what do you want to do? And say, okay, well, let's line this up for you. Let's line that up for you. So that to me was fairly good research on what kind of what happens. But he also found by going back far enough into another lifetime, and I remember one example of a man who had pain in his knee his whole lifetime. He brought him back to another war in another time period and another life. And when the man remembered that war and his knee getting blown off, the pain Mm -hmm. went away because he was hanging on to Mm -hmm. it. So I think there are many... You know, there's a lot of answers out there. And like you say, we don't consciously know it here because, again, we limit ourselves to what fun would it be if I know that I was going to get hit by a train tomorrow because that's what I wanted to experience. I don't think I'd want to do that, Larry. I would say TJ's checking out of that. He's not going to experience that, even though he thought it would be great before he came into this physical body. Train, hit me. Put me down for that. I'll do that. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. then you get You know, your... it's funny. Go yeah. Ahead. Go ahead, Um, Like you're saying, you know, you don't want to know what's going to happen. Well, the funny thing is I kind of know what's going to happen to me. Mm. Uh, as an example, I sing. Okay. But I'm not just like, you know, a person that, you know, grabs the guitar and gets up there and sings. And when he's done, he's done. And, you know, people are okay with it. When I sing, like, the heavens open up. It's just a whole different experience. And the voice that comes out, I don't know where it came from because I never had any training or anything like that. But it's just very melodious, and it just flows out of me. And I've always known since I was a kid that I will have some success singing, but I never pursued it because I knew it would happen. And it didn't have to happen when I was 20. It didn't have to happen then. It's happening now. Hmm. So this is when it was supposed to happen. But I always knew it would. I just didn't know when. It was never a question in my mind of whether or not I would be a very famous singer, which I happen to be at this point. I have, I'm all over the world singing. I have... Thousands and thousands of fans in Japan listening to my Christmas song from last year every single day. Wow. It's really bizarre. Really bizarre. Mm-hmm. Yep. I have people calling me from, you know, Austria. I have people calling me from Canada. I have people calling me from China, Japan, everywhere else. It's just crazy. It's crazy. But I always knew it would happen. Just like my book. I always knew I would write a book and be a published author. I didn't know how it went, but then it just happened because one day I got a call from London and it was Penguin Publishing and they wanted me to write a book for them. So I did. And it went on the third times bestseller list. You know, I always knew it would happen. I never had to pursue it. Hmm. Just like the singing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So whatever is in our future, we already know. Absolutely. And there's kind we of know, like, but we don't, we can't confirm it. We don't know for sure because that's how we're wired, how we're programmed. Well, what fun would it be to 
you know, if we come here to have fun, really, in a lot of ways, and people think horrendous things aren't fun, but in a way, you know, we're just balls of energy. So it's like, this is kind of fun. I'm playing human. And so I think we have two things that work for us. You are given an outline that you design, maybe with the help of some others and some others that want to participate. And this is what you're going to do in your lifetime. But you're also given the freedom to create as well. And so our thoughts and our energy, our, our emotion, we are drawing things into us and creating. And plus, when we're sleeping, we're having these astral projections where we go and meet with other people. I've done this before. Mm-hmm. And you go, well, what do you want to do tomorrow, Larry? I don't know. You're interviewing me. Okay, let's talk about this. Okay, back in your body. <laughs> and we go, <laughs> right. And we wake up the next morning and we feel exhausted. And it's when you have those moments of exhaustion that I think that even though you had a good night's sleep, that's when you probably were traveling outside your body. And you were meeting yeah. with somebody else going, well, we better plan this out a little bit, TJ. We, you better ask me this. So, ta-da, here I am. <laughs> talking I'm to asking. <laughs> right. <laughs> so let me ask you this wow. about your, because you had mentioned about the UFO program. Do you want to talk more about that? Because we really didn't go into that too much. But Right, right. Mm-hmm. Tell me about this program. It's something that's going to be airing. Where will people be able to find this? They're going to find everything I do on Amazon Prime, like if, if they are subscribed for the movies and, and TV shows and stuff on Amazon. That's where all of my stuff will be. I, I have a landing page there. I have a movie there now. It's called Larry Ravioli. Um, I woke up one day in 2012, and I said, I'm going to produce a movie. And I did. I produced a movie, and it became a cult hit. And it's, right now it's on... Um, Amazon Prime, it's called Larry Ravioli, and I play a guy named Larry who's a lounge singer, and it's really fun, and um, so that's where everything will be, but the UFO show documentary, it's going to be different than Paranormal is Normal. That show, we highlight the lives of people who live sort of in the shadows of the supernatural world, who are not necessarily psychics, who are not necessarily, you know, ghost hunting investigators or whatever, but they're somehow involved in that world on the sidelines, and that's how they make their living. That's how they get out and meet people or whatever. It's not about the ghosts. It's about the people looking at the ghosts. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's from it's from the sidelines of otherworldly activity, but the UFO is different, and the way that that's different is that I'm going to investigate the photograph myself. I'm going to take it to different um, experts, and I'm going to interview people about this blue book that existed that has a photograph of it from the 50s. I'm going to try to find the people that were on the New Jersey Turnpike that saw it in the 70s and things of that nature. So I'm going to let the audience decide whether or not a UFO is in my photo. It doesn't, I'm just going to present all of the information, good, bad, and otherwise, and let the audience decide for themselves. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to say, hey, I found a UFO. No, 
I'm going to say, there's something in this photo. Let's find out what it is. And we're going to do it together. We're going to go on that journey together. Mm -hmm. Sounds I think cool. that'll be really fun and really interesting. It's a full length. It's going to be like an hour and a half. So it's going to take a good year um, before it's actually up and out and on Amazon. So by next summer, it'll be out. Current normal is normal, however, is ready to go. And that's uh, two months from now, so we're in June, August, end of August, that'll be available on Amazon Prime. And Larry Ravioli's already on there, so anyone can go see that. And my books are on Amazon as well. And I just finished my third one. It's called Screw Failure. You don't need that in your life. Screw it. Forget it. It doesn't <laughs> exist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fascinating. That's a good one. <laughs> you know, I have a wall in my office covered in, in papers, covered, covered in papers with my thoughts, ideas, and projects. And I work at it every day. And then I decide what I'm going to be working on that day because the paper calls me towards it. And it tells me what I need to be working on. interesting that work. That's the manifesting. I manifest money. I was getting into a cab once in New York, and I needed some cash. I was in my 20s. <clears throat> I said, oh, God, give me some money. Come on. So I get in the cab, and there's a $50 bill on the floor in the backseat of the cab. I asked the driver what's his. He said, nope. So I kept it. And then uh, he was going to drop me off on a corner. I said, no, take me to that corner. So he pulled forward and let me out. When I opened up the door, there were $200 bills, $100 bills on the, on the sidewalk <laughs> waiting for me as I opened the door. <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah. That's how I manifest. Isn't that crazy? You no, know, that's, that's wonderful. That's wonderful. I went to massage school in my 20s, and I didn't have money then, and I needed a massage tape. So I manifested in it, and I found it in the garbage. A brand new massage table that was being thrown out that was somebody purchased for someone else and they didn't want it and they put it in the garbage. It was right there on the sidewalk waiting for me. Brand new. Top of the line. Beautiful. And I still have it to this day. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I totally I believe it. Manifest. It's fun. It's I, fun to do it. Absolutely. I've done it before. Mm -hmm. Maybe not to the extent of you, but I've had it happen. I think most people I know have had it happen, and when it does, you just start to believe it more, and I truly believe if if we were to believe strong enough, we would have unlimited abilities to oh, that, yeah. that we could do, and there would be nothing that would be beyond us. I think that's where we're, that's what our true essence is, that we can make things happen, but here we've chosen to be limited, and so it makes it a little more interesting, perhaps. Maybe, yeah, because I find it very interesting. I find it amusing, you know? I really do. You know, when I opened up my first business in New York, I opened it up on a Monday. And, you know, when you have a new business and you're young, money's always tight. And I was having a, a meeting with the staff, and someone asked me, you know, what are we going to do? How are we going to get the word out? And I said to them, give me a day or two. I'll make it happen. And you know what happened? <laughs> the next day, I got a telephone call. I love getting telephone calls. It happens all the time. I got a phone call from the producer of Live with Regis and Kathy Lee. Do you remember that show? Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
they wanted me on the show doing Mother Day makeovers on someone from the audience for the full hour. I said, okay, great. You know, and they wanted me to bring five members of my staff, the whole shebang, like they were doing a full thing on us. I was only open for a day. <laughs> How did they hear about me? I don't know. To this day, I don't know. But the guy who was supposed to be doing it uh, with the business, he could not do it, and Regis wanted him to do it. So then it turns out Kathy Lee had asked for me. She read about me or heard about me somewhere, and she requested me. Isn't that weird? <laughs> I manifested that. Yes, you I did. did. Yes, Absolutely. you did. Absolutely. Because that doesn't happen. You don't get on national TV to promote your brand-new business that's one day old. It doesn't happen. No. No. Not to, nope. but I've been in, it, it can happen. Things. It's amazing what things can happen to people. And the people that, even like in the, in the movie The Secret, I talked about manifesting things. And so there's a lot of people, myself included, that have had moments where we've made things happen. And really, when you think about it, maybe most everything that happens to us in our life is kind of manifested to begin with. It's part of our destiny that we've planned out, but a lot of it is creating on the fly and going, well, today, even if it's something small, today I may not mm -hmm. be aware of it, but I'm going to trip and fall on the sidewalk. You know, whatever the case may be. And we'd look at it and go, well, how did that happen? Well, because maybe you manifested <laughs> it, you know? So do you right, believe, do you, believe right. you also manifest things with negative thoughts? So if you're, if you're focused on fear or focused on, you can draw those things in, right? You can draw on some things that maybe aren't the best things for you. Yeah, that's right. That's right. But then I did it again. That same manifesting for the new business, getting on national TV, I did it twice. Hmm. Second time was when I decided to be a professional singer. I was sitting in my office. I sang a karaoke song, and the people in the audience was like, hey, that's pretty good. So I was like, okay, I'll become a professional singer now. So I put it on YouTube, right? One hour later, I got a phone call <laughs> from this guy in Long Island, and he was producing an album of uh, Broadway show tunes and hired me to sing one of the songs. How can that happen, right? <laughs> One hour later? Right, oh. Well, then I hang up the phone with him, and it rang again. So I picked up the phone, and it was a producer from a show called The Bill Cunningham Show. He was on Channel 11 in the New York area, or national. I don't even know if he was national. I think he was national. Anyway, The Bill Cunningham Show. Hi, we're he we heard you're a singer. Will you come sing on our show? So I was singing on national TV one day after I decided to be a singer. How does that happen to me? I love it. That's why it happens. <laughs> because I invite it into my life. You invite it and you also believe it. Wouldn't that be a lot of it? Yeah. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. you got to believe in it. That's the power wow. that moves everything around, Larry. Is there anything else you want to talk about? We've got a little while longer. Anything else you want to mention or talk about no i'm pretty good you know my voice is starting to go actually the allergies today are, are pretty bad in florida yeah you picked a good spot to live in if you have allergies yeah yeah this is you know i didn't have them until just this year first time ever yeah i've heard that before with a lot of people and i don't know if it's the changing in the climate or the changing in our bodies or if it's affected by vaccinations, even if we had them when we were younger. I know a lot of people have been affected through vaccinations. 
um, or sometimes medications can do that as well. Things that are unnatural for our body mm-hmm. can affect it. So have you had, or maybe you were abducted. That could be a too, Larry. That could be. That could very well be. I, I think I probably was. Or like we, we talked, you know, it might have been a memory. Maybe it happened already. Or maybe it's the future. Mm-hmm. But in that realm, past, present, and future is all the same. So it's right now. Yeah. It's right now. So now, I don't know, you've got me inspired. I have to manifest something really good now. Okay. <laughs> After we hang up, I have to figure out what it should be and see if I can make it happen. Well, I, I appreciate talking to you, Larry, and I'd, I'd love to have you on again sometime, anytime you want to talk. I'm sure there's no, plenty. That's really great. And thank you so much. Oh, thank you. And thank you very much for being a part of this. Yes, my pleasure. Take care. Thank you. Thank you.